<laughs> All right. <clears throat> you ready? No. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I... Dave Anthony, read Whoa, a story from American history. That's a balk. To my 500th episode friend. Wow, really? Really great. Who has no idea what the 500th episode is going to be, Gareth Reynolds, and I don't know what the topic's going to be about. Good transition. Good, well done. Yeah. And we have a special guest, Karen Kilgariff. Yeah. Hi, boys. It's uh, time. Um, she she came in here and she yeah. she handed us a list of her credits, but I'm not going to read those. Clubs, colleges, yeah. all over. Country. You know her from clubs and colleges. She tours all the time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ready, Aaron? <Yeah. laughs> called it quote oh, is jam pad. Jam pad. I'm the fucking hippo guy. Okay. My name's Gary. My name's Gary. Wait, Wait. is it for fun? And this is not going to come particularly close. Like I don't okay. think now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present oh. sick arguments. People pay money to see the money. No, nicely done, my friend. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so perfect. That's good. See, glad we did it. Yeah. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help. With Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd. And the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. November 5th, 1855. Skint right in. Yeah. Right in. Yeah. No, no warm-ups. No, no. The year of our Lord, Jesus okay. Christ. He's got to say his thing. Jesus okay. Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's become a feature now, not a bug. Praying? The part, the prayer part, yeah, the Jesus part. Weird. Well, yeah. we thank our Lord for what he's given us. See, it's taken a, a podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Godcast, as we call it. Uh, <laughs> for him. Straight up for to the this G-O-D. Day. Yep, all the way up. All caps. Eugene Victor Debs. Oh, whoa. Yep. Okay. It's big Daddy. 
Okay. Was born in, I don't know, I should have looked at Terre Haute. Is that how you say Terre Haute? Yeah. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Looks like hot. Sure. Uh, Indiana to Jean or Jean Daniel is French. Sure. Jean. Jean Daniel. Jean. 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 Oui. Jean. Jean. Ouais. They don't go, it's not Jean, it's Jean. No, it's not Jean. It's Jean. This is a machine. Uh, who went by Daniel, sometimes Dandy. Jean went by Dandy? Yes, sometimes. Okay, sure. Probably because of the Jean Jean thing. Right, the French love a nickname that oh. makes you sound like yeah. uh, kind of an effeminate British man. It's <laughs> very <laughs> common. Classic very American to be like, and my name is Jean whatever. We go call you Dandy. Hey, Dandy. <laughs> Your name's Dandy. <laughs> That's exactly, Dandy. That's exactly <laughs> what me happened. that thing. Hand <laughs> it to me, Dandy. <laughs> Uh, and his wife, Marguerite, who went by Daisy. What? Dandy and Daisy? Yep. Okay. Sure. The worst wedding of all time. Oh, fuck. You know. Absolutely horrendous. Just, it's not legally binding. That's not my name. <laughs> Shut up, Dandy. You married to Daisy. Dandy, it's too late. You married me. Please stop calling me that. No, it's too late. Uh-huh. Uh, he was the third of six surviving children. Sure. Ten, ten were born. You know, for yep. as usual, this about fifty percent is the, the, the common. Yeah. The average. That's why you didn't name them until they were like eight. Right. Yeah. It's name day, boy. <laughs> Whoa! I made it to name day. Guess what? Your name is Dandy. No, oh, fuck me! I want to die. <laughs> uh, four. They had four girls and two boys, and right. uh, Eugene went by Jean, aka John. Dandy. John. Yeah. John Dandy. Uh, when Dandy and Daisy came to the U.S. from France, they married and then were immediately disinherited by their European relatives for marrying. Sure. So they didn't want them hooking up, but either side. Okay. Why? Just because I don't know. Montague I Capulet deal? Or? Yeah, uh, like, it must be. Uh, maybe one was from the north, one was from the Oh, well. Oh, so yeah. yeah. He was from an industrial family, and she was <laughs> right. more of a and earthy that, type. Farmer, that union farmer. would not be okay. Yeah. Um, so they held a lifelong grudge against their relatives. Hmm. Now, uh, Tara Hot was mostly Dutch and German immigrants. Okay. Sure. And the devs were rare French immigrants in the town. It was a hog town. They, like, they kill like 50,000 hogs a year for people who... You don't need to explain what a hog town is to us. Dave. Just mass murder. Mass yeah, hog mass, murder. It's a, it's a yeah, hog it's slaughter. Hog aside. Yeah, yeah, hog aside town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad worked low-paying jobs, but he had to quit because of his health. And then the I'm t- allergic to hog. <laughs> what are the odds? We moved to a hog city. Oh, my God. Oh, the skin makes me rush out. <laughs> this, I've got hog cough. <laughs> I've got pig lung. Uh, they used the last of their money to open a grocery store in the front room of their house. <laughs> okay, dream. So. The dream store. I'm sorry. <laughs> you shop a little, and then you sit down on the Lazy Boy and take it easy. That's right. And watch Price is Right yeah. for a while, then wrap it down yeah. with some yeah. produce. See what's on TV. Yeah. Gossip. Sell a Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Give paper towel. Sorry, we're trying to watch some TV. <laughs> Price is right on. The store opens yes, after that. Programs. So we're going to turn the rumpus room into a fully functional grocery store. Huh? <laughs> this is Daisy and Dandy's idea. Uh, it was very successful. And five years later, they built a grocery store on Main Street. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a real Cinderella story. Out of a, a Victorian home. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent me, like, the guy who invented grocery stores and said I should do it. So maybe there weren't grocery stores yet. They were just, like, little... Right. Like, like that kind of thing. Like, like a guy would open a right. stand or whatever. I don't right. know. So they brought it inside, and that was what was, uh, like, changing uh, everything? Whoa. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my. Oh. The roof. Oh, wow. 
I, uh, I have a feeling it was so hard to steal, though. I have a feeling it was you only sold like a few things right. and sell everything, and then some guy decided to sell everything. You in have the store. peppers and melons, <laughs> and like, what? And cereal? That's right. I do have to sit down on this couch. Well, that's not the uh, okay. <laughs> that's not a customer couch. <laughs> well, everyone, come on over. We live in this store now. I've heard of. Have you heard of bars? So, um, remember David Boland? He used to be the. Um, assistant manager at the Improv in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and there was a bar there that was just in someone's front room. Oh my, that's so like it was, a, it was a house you just go in and sit down in the front room, and there's like somebody has a little bar there, and they're allowed serve you. to serve? Yep. Like a liquor license? Apparently. Yeah. Wow. I, I ended up at one of those one night. In uh, oh, South Central with, of course, Jay Johnson, <laughs> who else would it be with? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, quite yeah. a reveal. I mean. Got to keep our eye on you, boy. He's like, come on, we're still going to drink. I'm like, what? where are we? We're going oh, yeah. to go to the living room. It's we're going to go to, uh, we'll call it a bar, but it's actually where they sell cocaine at all <laughs> That's hours. right. We're going to go yeah. to a cocaine yes. bar. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a guy with a captain's hat. It's all legal. <laughs> Uh, so Gene was a good student, but thought school was boring. Same. Um, that is yeah. bingo. I mean, he, dead on. Yeah. He's incredibly likable. He's very easygoing. He, Same. Always, he lends everybody a hand. Yeah. He's just a nice, helpy, helpful guy. Same. I don't, keep, I don't think we want to keep comparing ourselves to him, but yeah. I think resonating yeah, strongly on this the side. Karen of the Karen and story, yeah, essentially, very, what you're telling. Very similar. That and groceries in the front room. Yeah. Yeah. It's so us. That's right. Uh, that's how Karen and I met. I went in to get some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, get out of here, you. <laughs> uh, he read constantly and was fascinated with revolutions. Okay. Just normal. Uh, like, yeah. There's the divide. Yep. Uh, he quit high school at 14 and got a job with a railroad. Sure. As you did. Mm-hmm. And then he went to business school at night for three years while working for the railroad. Wow. So that's a bit, that's a, because I mean, they they didn't work short days back then. Right. No. It was like a 12, 16 hour day. Uh, Terre Haute was a big railroad But it's town. also really similar to like going on tour and doing shows. Which yeah, yeah. Which is also so oh draining. My oh, my God. God. All day long work. All yeah. Just uh, work, work, work. Yeah. Uh, the waiting. Yeah. Uh, for work. So hard. The room service. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Terre Haute was a big railroad town. Now, there were skilled railroad workers, engineers, firemen, conductors, carpenters, mechanics, and painters. And they were, the high, they were some of the highest paid people in America. Like, they made good money. Jobs are very dangerous. Sure. So Gene got a – he worked as a locomotive paint scraper. Sure. For 50 cents a day. Oh, this is his crew. We have a picture of his crew. Is the TV on? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, TV's so bad. That's not a TV, Dave. Oh, over there. He's going to put up over there. <laughs> Um, so he would, he removed, first he removed caked on grease from engines. That was his first job. He okay. would scrape the, <laughs> oh, sounds like the, so he's the guy on the very far, uh, left. Lower? Is that Fleet yeah. Foxes? Okay. Uh, what? Is that the band Fleet That's Foxes? Yeah, I'm he was in Fleet Foxes. <laughs> Simple question. <laughs> um, so he was. We're going to do beards up top and mustaches <laughs> and shave bottom. Hey, ho! It's <laughs> a hey ho band. So uh, he, after doing the greasing for a while, he was promoted to paint crew. And then a week before Christmas on 1871, a fireman came to work drunk, which seemed to happen a lot. It comes up a lot. A guy sure. would just come in hammered. Um, so they. So Gene filled in for him because he couldn't work. Cause he was Randy's got the booze again. <laughs> <laughs> He's come down bad with booze. He's got a bad. He's got a bad case of booze again. And so he filled in for him. He became a regular fireman. 
So that's uh, how you became a fireman. One guy showed up drunk, and then you get the job. But yeah. that's how you—that's how you moved up. Back He's then. too flammable to fight him today. Unfortunately, <laughs> he'll just go right up. We could backburn this whole area with Randy. Okay, so they're not what we would call firemen. They're trained firemen. So it's different. Wait, what? what? They're in charge of the fire on the train. They're in charge of the coal. Yeah, oh, the coal oh, okay. And the engine. Oh, so gotcha, right. Context. Please. They would basically scoop. They would. They were like really important because they would scoop the right amount of coal in to make it go fast or slow. Like it was a there whole. Was like, enough science too much coal it. would slow you down. There was slow coal. Well, there you would just Aaron, less stop the recording. <laughs> there was slow coal. Yeah, like there's clean coal. Uh, uh, oh, well, wouldn't that's you, true. Wouldn't you think that the more coal would make the fire burn hotter and they would go faster? Yes, that's what I would think. He's, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the opposite of what you said. On. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly, Karen. Glad we're on the same page again. Always, uh, friend. So, Always. you know, you had it was actually a job that not only dangerous, but you like had to know a lot. Sure. So he was good at it. He was really big, too. He was six feet tall at 14. Um, at age 14? Yeah. Oh. Which I've been seeing a lot of lately. What are you taught? What are you a doctor? Have you uh, seen Baron Trump? I'm just going around looking ba- for boys. Baron Trump is six seven. Is he really? How, yeah. how old is he? He's like a. He might be fifteen. I if think. he doesn't wow. stop growing soon, we need to step in. <laughs> Baron's seven three now. He's nineteen, and he's walking all over New York, <laughs> ripping the roofs <laughs> off of buildings. He's gonna be a great kid. Father, <laughs> Baron, enough, Baron. <laughs> what did you do to me? Look me in the eye, Father. Knock it off, Baron. We're done. <laughs> uh, so he worked six 16-hour shifts a week while Jesus going to night school. Christ. So I don't know how that works, but he must have, it must have been two hours or something at night to go to night school. You can't put in a long shift at night I mean, school. Who knows? So working a 16-hour day leaves five hours. So. Two and a half on the either end. Right. Yeah. To, to be a person. Yeah, so... Yeah. He must have been putting a lot of but coal that, in himself. Uh, that was totally common back then. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it really it, makes you feel spoiled now, huh? Mm. <laughs> mm, latte. We, someone just turned it off in an Amazon warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> yeah, right, right. In 1873, uh, the Depression hit and Gene lost his job. Uh, and then he moved to St. Louis to try to get a start there. But he just saw horrific poverty. Yeah. Uh, quote, it makes a person's heart ache to see men, women, and children begging for something to eat. Hmm. Come to Los Angeles, buddy. God, yeah. for real. Yeah. Sounds, that's how most Americans feel. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Oh. Empaths. Uh, not Caitlyn Jenner. Not Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. Can we put them out in the desert where they'll die in the sun? <laughs> Good, Caitlyn. Uh, you went down a point in the race somehow. We're not sure. Is it true? I heard that Angeline, the great Angeline, yes. who is basically a billboard starlet in uh-huh. Los Angeles, beat Caitlyn yeah, I, I Jenner. I believe she did, yeah. In the recall. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Beautiful. A, a better campaign, though, because she had that one billboard and her license plate. Which yes. Just, that's grassroots. Grassroots, yeah. Yep. She went around to the people. Well, how, how many votes are you going to get if you're a super right-wing trans person trying to get Republicans to vote for you? Mm. Doesn't. I'm, doesn't make a ton. Of I hear that and I love it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of contradiction, uh, which is exciting. Uh. But also, when you start talking about your airplane hangar, <laughs> yeah, you lose a lot. That Everybody. phrase, why, there was no PR person no. who'd just be like, "No, no we have to strike this se- sentence." Perfect. Stop talking. You are killing it with private jet owners. <laughs> You're leading among all candidates about about, about private C- jet owners. Candidates. Oh wow, one flub. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he So he couldn't find a regular job in St. Louis, and he went back uh, to Terre Haute after a month. 
Now, Daisy begged him to find a safe job. She's like, I don't want you working on the railroad. Just find a safe job. Sure. So he got a job as an accounting clerk for a large grocer. Right? Sure. He had experience in the store. Yeah. Sure. He had to count bean cans yeah. or whatever. Sure. Uh, he hated it, uh, so he would spend all his free time at the rail yard or saloons hanging out with railmen, his bros. Okay. So he was a grocer, but then he would hang out like after their shit. Talk shop. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's he like was a an Sarah, alcoholic. It's like a... Yeah. Karen? Okay. I'm Karen. sorry. Did I bust it? No, but I, yeah, I mean, that, I, that, that'll... that'll uh, beca- I think... <laughs> I Dave, think he are was. you okay? Yeah, no, no, I think He's he was. I can't say for sure. So there was a, there was a, uh, like dudes to hang out with other dudes. You drank back then, like Same it was enough. just a thing. Yeah. So yeah, he was. It's just a lifestyle, and he was very into it. Okay, <laughs> got it. All right, there we go. Um, he helped found a debating society, and during his first speech, <laughs> he forgot his lines and ran out in the middle and walked home in shame. Hmm. Ouch. That I relate to that from stand up. A little bit, though, yeah. Right? Like that, yeah, that, I remember the first time I did stand up, yeah. I'd written everything word for word. Yeah, I did. And too. completely forgot all of it. Yeah. yeah. And was still on stage for like eight minutes somehow. So I'm yeah. not sure what was it happening. It goes by that when you're starting out, it goes by really fast. And then you're like, oh, that wasn't eight minutes. That was. <laughs> Two. Yeah. And I yeah. have more time. Yeah. yeah. And no material. And no the first material. time I did stand up, I went hysterically blind for a little bit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I went. Hysterically I was, blind should be an album. <laughs> I was in the bathroom and uh, the, I could hear them starting the show. And it was a tiny club in Sacramento. It was truly probably held. 50 people at the most. It was like a little downstairs club. And I heard the show starting, and then my vision just oh. went. Like, the tunnel came. And right then, my roommate Maleva was walking oh, into the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going blind. And I reached out, <laughs> tried to grab her arm. And she was, don't touch me, and just kept going. Well, that is so you, too. And then that I just so, had yeah. to get over it and do my set. Yeah. yeah. How did it go? Medium. I mean, my sister, my sister, time. my sister, and my cousins were there, so I kind of packed the house and did fine. Well, yeah, and then someone led you up to the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bull of blindness went away when I realized no one was going to help me, <laughs> including my friends. So, so I just she knew been, that she was like, "I'll help you in the long term." She was just kind of like, "Don't grab me." I don't want to catch blind. <laughs> Away from me. It was tough. It, the nineties were tough. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the society, uh, the debating society, wouldn't host Susan B. Anthony because they didn't agree that women women should vote. So Gene brought her in and put her up himself. And as he took her to the hotel, uh, people jeered at her on the street. What? Boo! Vote lady! <laughs> Boo! Wow. That so is, uh, Eugene was a sexy feminist back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he partied. And he partied. Um, his friends got really pissed at him for doing that. And uh, not many people come to see her speak, but, you know, good guy. Right. In February 1875, he went to an organizational meeting for the Brotherhood of Locomotive Firemen. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The BLF had 31 lodges and 600 members across the U.S., and 19-year-old Gene joined immediately. Okay. Oh, he's only 19. Yeah. And they're lo- lo- the Locomotive Firemen Brotherhood. Uh, a Brotherhood of Locomotive Firemen, right? Okay. BLF, mm-hmm. and their their motto is "All the live long day." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and he, he was soon elected to become recording secretary of the Vigo Lodge, and he bo- devoted Vigo all Martinson his spare- has a lodge. Yeah, yeah. I got to yeah. join that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he devoted all his spare time to making it grow. 
Um, that's picture two. I don't know what it is, but I that's just the him. All Things Comedy logo. Dude. Um, so it's a benevolent association. Basically, all they do is they they look for insurance and death benefits for members. So it's like it's not a union. It's this thing where they just try to help you out, right? Sure. That's like when there's a website where you can go and see if your name is listed if the state owes you money. And at a wedding, my cousin John goes, hey, your name's on there. You should go get it. You're so like, it's very similar to that relationship. Yeah, yeah, basically. It sounds like. Was any part of you like, why did you and look they, at my name? And they'd help you Because all the Kilgaris were listed. Oh, so he's like, oh shit! That's yeah, amazing. That's, and I was on there, but he wasn't. But I had all these like you know residuals for uh, one dollar and eighty two cents that I, that the state had. <laughs> the WB Mason commercial <laughs> residual came back in. Uh, so railroads didn't. If you got injured, you're just fucked. That's how it worked. So okay. they like helped out with that. So it's a social fraternal organization, and right. then each skilled trade on the train had its own brotherhood. Okay. So, so they're all separate. And can I make him another guess, even though it might ruin it, like mm-hmm. the alcoholism thing yeah. did? Is this the precursor to unions? Uh, okay. Uh, you can cut that out if you want. I just had to guess. The unskilled and uh, non-whites were excluded from the brotherhoods. Sure. Right. 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 Well, brotherhood, you know, brother. when we say brotherhood, <laughs> what we really mean is white guy club. So is that misleading when we say brotherhood? feels like people are misunderstanding. We just, we don't like the way that other one sounds. Yes. Right. It just sounds yes. kind of wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Racist club? Yeah. Again, yeah. we're testing that and it's not doing great. Yeah. Um, Keep it vague. White guy's best. <laughs> okay. Shut the door. Uh, so the brotherhood, they worked with the owners. Mm-hmm. They weren't against the owners. And then the owners would give them preference in hiring BLF members. So it was like, a you know. Sure. Once you get into the brotherhood, you're kind of sad a little bit. Now, Gene thought the interests of workers and employers were so aligned that the BLF would never go against the owners. He's like, those are our boys. We're, there. we're, we're all working in it together. Um, and he keeps getting elected to different positions. Okay. People really like him in the BLF. He's like a well-thought-of dude. So in 1877, the Pennsylvania and Baltimore and Ohio railroads announced wage cuts, and workers went on strike. Okay. <clears throat> the Pinkertons came. Mm. There we go. Are those good, guys? Good group. Have you guys done a, an episode on the Pinkertons? Yeah. Oh, we did one, uh, but I might do more. Um, I got it. I didn't I get into evil enough. Yeah. They're bad, right? Yeah. they were I bad. Know. My oh, memory of them is they that they're fantastic. I don't know what episode you were recording. You're thinking of the uh, Pink Panther, Deadwood, Deadwood. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Panther. Thank you. What's the? <laughs> You're thinking of that Panther. Yes, that's the one. It's not the same. Right. They, they, Silent. Brie Olson announced a movie that she's she's doing a movie of the first lady Pinkerton, and everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna be the first evil one." Yeah. No, slowly. Yeah. <laughs> that's our right. Yeah. I don't read. So uh, we contain multitudes. <clears throat> yeah. Brie Larson. Right? Brie Larson. Oh, I don't know. Day. Yes. <laughs> I were, I, no, I did a movie you with her. You know porn stars by their first that's and last I, name? That's because I did a movie with her. Uh, Dave, that doesn't make it any better. Dave. Uh, no, no, no. It's not what you think. I do porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean to I'm in porn films. I know her from work. It's I, not a big deal. I killed her in a movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. She was naked. And All right, then Aaron. We, and then uh, we cut had whatever. Uh, sex. Uh, cut it. Is that right? <laughs> on, on film. <laughs> You did that too. It was very artistic. That's great, Dave. That's a snuff film. That's and then that's awesome. Oh Dave. shit! It is, it was a snuff film. <laughs> good for you, Dave. Yeah, I got a good check. Who's the Pinkerton now? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um. So at this strike, the Pinkertons came, and then the federal troops came, and then a hundred workers were killed, as we Jesus. do in America. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, afterwards, the owners created a blacklist for the troublemakers. And blacklist meant you couldn't get hired by any large corporation. So not it sounds like uh, Eugene's gut about this situation working really well was right on. <laughs> right? Got yeah. faith in this system. And then, so there were unions, and after that, unions disintegrated. Like a lot of them, the railroad unions, they've just been, you know, you get 100 guys killed and then you're blacklisted like it's a failure. Yeah. Right. Uh, Gene really didn't believe BLF should should encourage strike. So his takeaway from that was that we shouldn't strike. Interesting. Well, that's supposed to be the takeaway. That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, they, they want. Are like, right, exa- he, exactly, he Eugene. That's right. That's e- exactly. All right. You're a, good, you're a good guy, Eugene. Yeah, that's exactly right. You get it, Don't fight us. Exactly. Smart. <laughs> Write that down, actually. Maybe that's the new club. The non-fightist club. <laughs> Obviously, whites only. I don't want to. Yes, that's a given. That's a given. Thank you. Uh, so he believes in compromise. And after the strike, there was a big purge of pro-strike BLF leaders. So they, they get all the guys who were like, yeah, we should encourage a strike. They're gone. Right. And in 1879, the BLF adopted a policy of, a, quote, ignoring strikes. So okay. if there's a strike, they're like, we're not involved. That's good. Yeah. It's called the lose leverage policy. <laughs> it's called the let a handful of guys intimidate you, yeah. thousands of guys, out of doing what yeah. is right. How can we get fucked the most? Weakness in numbers. <laughs> so Revolutionary. Uh, George then won an election to become the new uh, Terre Haute city clerk, and then he finally left his accounting job. So he'd been in the accounting job for all this time. Okay. Wait, who did? Gene. Okay. He was, an, uh, he was doing accounting. He was a fireman on the railroad. He also was a part-time grocer. He, was, he stopped being a fireman. He originally was a fireman for like four years. Uh, oh, that, was, that got And then straight. he switched over to the grocery accounting guy thing. And he was hanging out. But he was also working for the BLF. Right. As well, and now the city clerk. Yeah, so he's right. got a lot of Is hats. that him? There, there he is. All right. <gasps> Oh, yeah. wait a second. All right. You like that? I mean, I don't have my glasses on. Neither does he. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. He kind of looks like a British actor. Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a Cumberbatch. <laughs> He's Cumberbatchish. He's batchy, yeah. He's ba- bit batchish, isn't bit he? Bit batchy. <laughs> uh, so, G won an election to become. Oh, I already did that. Um, so. Um, he becomes the assistant editor of the BLF's national magazine, Locomotive Fireman's Magazine. That is a great oh publication, my God. by the way. Centerfold. Uh, uh, the ladder. I love that oh. centerfold. When it's the ladder. Oh, it folds out to like 25 feet. Jesus Christ, how long is this ladder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a five-page ladder. <laughs> this, this magazine's just a ladder. <laughs> Uh, in 1880, the editor and secretary treasurer of the BLF was booted for being drunk all the time. Sure. Aww. Seems to be the downfall to yeah. a lot of people. Was a lot of guys had this issue. <laughs> this was back when people didn't drink water. They drank like That's beer right. all the time That's and stuff, right? right? Yeah. It was yeah. just kind of. Better. Well, water can make you sick, so they'd put yeah, you gotta be... booze in the water. That water will dehydrate you. You yeah. need some beer. That's yeah. right. That'll get, you, that'll get your mouth salivating again. <laughs> That's your problem. You're under beard. That's your issue. You're under ailed. That's what your problem is. So Gene took over his position, and he greatly increased uh, the number of members. He'd travel all over the place organizing. 
he would like hop freight cars. Uh, he'd be on the road until he was exhausted, and then he'd come home and rest. This is a pattern he would get into: is he'd go out, wear himself out, and then come home and just like be in bed for two weeks. Right. So wearing him out after sixteen-hour days was what a twenty-one-hour day? Fucking imagine. Yeah. I right. mean, I cannot imagine. Right. Jesus. I also wearing out. I remember a lot of that is like you said, it's happening in saloons, and so oh yeah, I've been out? working so hard today. I'm tired. I work and I have my ass off. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, I ate the pie for work. I ate this pie drunk for work. Yeah, it's a pizza pie. Uh, I give and I give to these people. Uh, Were you saying pie? Yeah, I said pie. Go eat a pie. <laughs> for the work. I was so busy working on them. <laughs> Tired from my job. Uh, so Gene was handsome, he was charming, he was a, a BLF leader, um, mm-hmm. and then this is pick three. He fell for Kate Metzel and gave her a romantic gift, a bound volume of Locomotive Fireman's Magazine. Oh, Eugene, you shouldn't have. Oh, I did. I bound this magazine. It's unreal. And I gave it to you. Oh, I don't know what to do with it, honestly. I don't I really... care about trains or fire. We are going to sex now, right? Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about the way I want to operate instead of your thoughts for a minute. How's sex! That? I gave you a magazine, bound it. It's great. And wow, look at all this coal. <laughs> so much coal. Oh, we're supposed to do it in a bed of coal? Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's not hot, Eugene. That's my thing. <laughs> I'd have sex with you once your living room doesn't sell paper towel and watermelons. <laughs> Is that fair? Would you like a watermelon? I would, but uh, super weird what's happened. It's a two ninety nine. Have you? Here's a book on courting. Read that and come okay. back. You want to? Oh, b- bind it. No, no, don't. Over, listen, read <laughs> yeah. the book. No, read bind, the book. bind it. Read the book. Okay, it doesn't mean very much. It's not bound, though. Read it. Like my locomotive fireman's. It's unreal, honestly. The latter part is really long. Open it up. Uh huh. Look at the ladder. Really? Look at the ladder. Mostly a ladder. That is big. (laughs) uh, The name's misleading. It makes you think it's going to be about things that aren't ladders a lot. Yeah. But it's really ladder heavy. It is. Yeah. Uh, so in 1884, he was elected to the state assembly, but he got super bored and frustrated with it because he couldn't get anything passed that he wanted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Gene, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> Gene and Kate married in 1885. Now, Kate got an inheritance, and they bought a nice house, and she lavishly decorated it, and she would wear diamonds and furs, which didn't really go along with his working hey, man vibe. Uh, listen, you want to <laughs> tone it down a time? No, I don't want to tone it down. It's just that my whole thing is I'm trying to go in the other direction. So I'm the fur, toning up. The fur and the diamonds. Maybe a few less diamonds? Um... Yes, but then I have to do extra fur. Well, I guess I'm sort of... That really eliminates the point that I'm kind of going for. Okay, meet you at the carriage. Uh, no, no, oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Another eight- great scene by yes. Karen and Gareth. <laughs> well done. <laughs> the kill Gareth. That one's going to win an Emmy. Oh, imagine. In 1885, the BLF membership became more radical. They wanted the no-strike policy gone. So after oh. the thing of like getting rid now they're like, holy shit, we're being treated like garbage. Right. Uh, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. So the membership booted the anti-strike grandmaster. That was the... Well, we're on strike. <laughs> well, look, that's not... Uh, uh, we strike. Uh, they got rid of all officers except for Gene. Gene's the only guy they really, really like. Okay. Again, though, putting all your eggs in the one basket. Yeah. 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 
Um, but still. Well, he tried to resign, but they were they refused to let him. They're like, no, you're staying. That's not how this works, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been denied, Eugene, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, welcome back. But the no-strike policy was gone. Uh, Gene spoke at a local paper, described him, quote, he is a young man with a smooth face, mm. about six feet tall. How do tall. you know that? <laughs> uh, Eugene, may I very quickly? <laughs> very nice. Very moisturized. It's okay, boys. He's a reporter. All right. I've got, I've got the headline. That'll do. Smooth face man pissed. Butterhead not happy. <laughs> Uh, he's about six feet tall, and as he stood before the crowd theater and uttered his words in a strong, manly voice, the audience remained in silent adver- admiration of the eloquent exponent of honest toil. So he so, bombed. So he's a good speaker. He bombed and... He didn't bomb. <laughs> I was just thinking, if he's six feet tall, but it's like the turn of the century. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, he's, right. uh, he's, he's Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. He's Baron that, Trump. They're all just like, okay. Yeah. The big man cometh. <laughs> we <laughs> will not take no. <laughs> big smooth man, say words. <laughs> Follow the big smooth man. I'm going to climb a ladder to touch his face. <laughs> I'm a journalist. <laughs> now, Gene said the BLF Brotherhood was not engaged in any quarrel between capital and labor. He's still like, look, we're right. still going to work with these sure. guys. He's a compassionate com- capitalist, basically, yeah. right. Uh, mm. That night, the dinner was served. Uh, that night, the dinner that was served did not include any alcohol because the motto of the BLF was benevolence, sobriety, and industry. Oof. Uh, that's a lot of people. Are like, Chad, what's that? Uh, uh, so that's our live Industry thing? and beer. Uh, yeah, we're right? just, uh, uh, beer's not. Did you uh, say beer benevolence? Because <laughs> I haven't heard of it, but I'm, is that like a, like a sampler or something <laughs> like that? I love that. Oh, a flight of beer benevolence we'll, would be great right we'll now. We'll do a round of beer benevolences, <laughs> and that's great, um, and we're very excited for those. Uh, but, you know, everybody knew he drank. He's promoting sobriety in the BLF while he's drinking. Sure. Um, sure. And his, his friends, <laughs> according to author Ginger Ray, his friends uh, said, quote, Deb's friends had long noticed that liquor made him more eloquent, more sensitive, and more gentle. So when he drinks, he's like, a, he's like that nice, happy drunk guy. Isn't that a Me very too. nice yes. way of saying it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like, some call it alcoholism. We call it the real gene. And uh, you got to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a drunk person's idea of them being better because they're drunk. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, on the inside you're yeah. better, yeah, but out right. here it sucks. Have for you us. considered I'm, that he's? Cranky when he doesn't have alcohol in him because yeah. he's a yeah. That's usually no. When, we think that's <laughs> not what we think. To be totally honest, <laughs> not no. our smooth face butter boy. No yeah, way. Yeah, he gets butterier when he drinks. <laughs> so to us, that's why it all works. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, G wanted to combine the fireman and engineer brotherhood, so he's like, "Why don't we start merging guys?" But the engineers weren't interested. They were like the they were like the fire road fire. Uh, Sorry, railroad snobs. Like they were like, sure, we're the top head shit. Uh, we're not going to hang out with the other losers, right? So this this really upset Deb, and he started cri- criticizing the exclusivity of the brotherhoods, and he's like, we're hurting ourselves by not combining, right? In late 1885, Gene wrote, "Quote: Legitimate warfare in the future is to be in the interest of the weak, the oppressed, those who aspire to be free." Dynamite is to be a potent weapon in the contest. So, um, have we shifted a little? Feels like maybe we've gone to third gear. Well, yeah. I think I think he's I think he's 
He's seeing all the problems. He's name-dropping dynamite, though. Yeah, but remember, this is when Lucy, Lucy Parsons and those guys, are, there's a lot of anarchists right, talking right, about right. dynamite in the country. Yep, like it's, yep. a big, it's a big theme. No, it's in, for sure. This it's, is when yeah, they founded the, the Acme Corporation, right. which Correct. used to send That's right. the coyote so you That's know right. dynamite all the time. Yeah, right. I, No, I get this. Which I mean, happened when one of them had this idea and their eyeballs turned into dollar signs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I think he's just not seeing the... The association of he's not seeing right. what Karl Marx saw. He's not right, seeing right, the right. association of capital and and how it harms you know all that. He's just seeing like well people aren't being treated well. Right. Let's blow and things remember, up. It, well, he's he's also got the memory. Re- read a lot of revolution books as a kid, so he's got it's not together yet. The pieces of the puzzle right. aren't there yet. We're in his mind palace right now. <laughs> there's dynamite. There's disenfranchisement. And, yeah. yeah, right. There's lettuce in the front room. There's it feels ale. like a dream, but it really happened. <laughs> Your couch, which is just made of corn. <laughs> Why don't you take a nap on the corn couch, Jane? It's good for your lumbar. <laughs> really good for your lower back. You got niblet spine, and uh, it's a good thing. Pour some butter on it. <laughs> Put your face on it. Butter it up with your butter head. So smooth. <laughs> uh, so the BLF did start striking. In 1888, uh, the owners brought in the Pinkertons. There we go. And this is Gene on the Pinkertons. Quote, they are distorted, deformed, hideous <laughs> mentally and morally. Oh. Their trade is treason, their breath pollution, and yet the officials of the CB and Q formed a conspiracy with these professional liars, perjurers, cutthroats, and murderers to overcome a strike, the result of a policy of flagrant injustice. Well. So when Gene shit. comes, Gene comes hard. Yeah, that is... Uh, and he's coming for Breels and the porn star. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah, I mean... No pun intended, but pun definitely appreciated by myself, uh, the person yeah. who made Eddie the pun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, all around. Yeah. Ring the bell! Yeah, Aaron, ring it. <laughs> ring it loud, baby! <laughs> Uh, so the strike fund got so low that Gene borrowed 25000 himself for the workers. Okay. The railroads threatened to get an injunction. The head of the Engineers Brotherhood... And an injunction is where go there's, to col- there's a, a railroad crossing, that, and yes. you... That's right. It's a... It's yes. injun- How do you spell injunct. it without any R's? Oh, my... Yeah. Don't make me do this. I'm just saying... There's two R's for sure. You've been injuncted. Uh, the head of the Engineers Brotherhood freaked out... And said he wasn't going to jail, and he ordered all the engineers back to work, and the strike was defeated. Fucking wow. nerds. Yeah, really. And now Gene is like, well, we really need a federation of unions. We can't not work together. Right. This is what happens in Hollywood every time there's a strike. Yes. Right. Fucking directors. For real. He spoke and wrote about bringing together all the brotherhoods and created a new organization, the Supreme Council of the United Order of Railway Employees. Good. Catchy. Short. Too long. S-C. S-C. Scoot? S-C-U-O-R-E. Scort. Score. 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 Not two T, it's a score. It's a French. Scort. Scort. Oui, bien sûr. I would not understand that. The T. And they quickly won fights without striking. Okay. Yeah. More brotherhoods. Just, more brotherhoods joined up. Okay. Did they wear skorts? They wear skorts. Yeah, please. they were all in skorts, <laughs> which are and like shorts. overall shorts, basically. The skorts. It's a skirt with the short properties, so you can kick your leg up into <laughs> the face of a Pinkerton. All right, boys, put your skorts on. We mean business. <laughs> we'll show them who's boss. Skort it up. 
Your score's a little high, Rudolph. So you're revealing a lot. So more brothers joins. The engineers hold out. He's over the engineers at this point. Me too. Yeah, I agree. God. The, the Fall River Globe reported the Engineer Brotherhood's chief motto was, quote, mind your own business. <laughs> well, I, who would have who would have thought their resistance? Who would have thought they would have been resistant? That's fucking my motto. Oh, I thought they were my enemies, but they're my friends. <laughs> oh. God damn. Mind your own business. Just mind your own business. <laughs> That's up on like a... Uh, a plaque and shit? How was your he weekend, just, Andy? <laughs> bip, bip, bip. Bip. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My he bad. Did, he just said it so much whenever they were like, can the, can the engineer brotherhood do this? He'd be like, mind business. your own business. <laughs> like he was just not. <laughs> uh, I do love that phrase, mind your own business. It's so funny. <laughs> it's not business. <laughs> I mean, here it is. <laughs> but people say it normally. Mind your own business. <laughs> Uh, Jeans Fireman's Magazine wrote it thought little of the chief who, quote, hobnobs and drinks with Depew and other railroad presidents while laborers fought them for justice. Okay. So they're now going after the engineers. Right. Now, like I said, black brotherhoods couldn't join. Uh, black workers couldn't join the brotherhood. So railroads used them as scabs, which, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Right. Yes. Yeah. The great film Mate One is all about that yes. exact thing. And it's unbelievably that's a great amazing. Movie. Yeah. yeah. And an anti-Catholic group was splitting lodges based on religion. So he's trying to get them together, and the, and the anti-Catholics, it's the fucking Protestants out fucking everything up again. Right? Yes. Like, right. All right, not the fucking Irish Catholics. <laughs> get them out of here. <laughs> Guys, we got to join together, not you. <laughs> he said straight to numbers. <laughs> Fuck you, you pophead. What? But we are aligned with the same ones. The hell you are. <laughs> We're basically, we're very, it's, the differences are marginal. You fucking Satanist. <laughs> fucking Annie. It's just unreal. Uh, so the, obviously there's a lot of infighting. And then one day, a yard master fired a switchman for insubordination. Well, who hasn't been there? I mean. And profanity. So he's not listening to orders and he's telling The yard off. man was like, fuck you. And then the switchman filed, the brotherhood filed the grievance. And then they looked at it, uh, the Supreme Council looked at it, and the yardmaster was fired instead, and then they gave the switchman his job. Ooh. Okay. And he was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I get to swear whenever I want. <laughs> I'm not taking his job, fuck you guys. <laughs> Wait, no. And then all the brotherhoods took sides. Some wanted to dissolve the Supreme Council, and then a railroad fired all the switchmen and replaced them with trainmen. And it turned out the trainmen had conspired with a railroad executive. Oh. And the switchmen tried to then get the trainmen kicked out of the Federation. And it worked. They were all expelled by one vote. So the Brotherhood of Trainmen are kicked out. And then the telegraphers and conductors pulled out of Supreme Council. Basically, the Supreme Council was over. Wow. Because one guy got fired. Wow. <laughs> It was like the reverse of one of those champagne pyramids that you yeah. see at fancy yeah. weddings. Yeah. It was like that, but if it went the other yeah, direction. Down, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gene now thinks about leaving the BLF after 15 years. No brotherhoods came to help striking switchmen in Buffalo when troops came to crush them. Okay. And they're just like, oh, well, okay. Um, it is cold there, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, who would want to so, go there? There's not much to do either. Yeah. Right. Um, so that strike was crushed. Gene's livid, and he goes to the 19, 1893 Brotherhood Convention, and he resigns. 
And the delegates are like, no, we're not going to let you resign. Again? So, Again. Yeah. He's like, I, maybe I'm thinking of a different word. Am I, <laughs> is, is resignation not a word? Did I invent it? Maybe he needs to take a brick and rub it on his buttery skin and not look so great. Yeah, right. Yeah. He just won't be wanted look as much. a little much. gravelly. Yeah. Everybody just fucking loves him. He's a leader. He's an organizer. He always helped people. Like I said, he took he would take the worst seat on a train. He would take the smallest portion of food if there wasn't enough. Once he heard a fireman wasn't getting promoted because he didn't have a good watch, so Gene gave him his own watch. So everyone just fucking loves this guy. Like right. he's just like he's the shirt off the back guy. You know, I'm really hungry too. Workers are devoted to him. Um, so they beg him to stay and offer him a, a leave of absence, money, a, and a European vacation, but he passed. <laughs> Well, now Eugene, it's like if he's you on the stick pr- around. We actually have quite an offer for you. He's like, if if you throw a ladder in there, maybe I'll uh, consider it. But a two weeks paid round trip to Cancun for you and a guest, <laughs> uh, as well as accommodations taken care of. We're also going to give you a higher position, and on your hiatus, you will learn ballroom dancing. <laughs> That's right, you're going to learn from some of the best ballroom dancers. Pick up a skill, take a vacation, come on back, and then when you're ready, Gene, you can be in charge again. <laughs> This is all yours if you just agree that resignation is never an option. (laughs) Uh, So he passed on it all. And then they keep at it. And he says he'll stay on as magazine editor, but he's not going to work as an officer anymore. So it's really, it's almost like daddy's going, you guys really disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah. And the railroads are now. He's like, but fine, I'll do the magazine. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. The and he and they and I didn't keep this in here, but they were like he was like I'll take a thousand, and they're like we're gonna pay you three thousand. Like it was this crazy like he was like no guys I'm good, and they're like we're paying you more than forty five hundred. Keep trying, asshole. <laughs> we know to play this game, butterface. Uh, the railroads are now they've been consolidated. There's just twenty corporations that own them all. Uniting workers is the only way to fight for wages and safety measures. So Gene now wants to create the American Railway Railway Union. For all 750,000 railroad workers, uh, so the brotherhoods only represent 150,000. The rest are just unskilled people that aren't represented. And so people he's of like, color, right? And, P- and Irish lot, Catholics yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, Chinese, lots of Chinese, yep. lots of black people. All right. that stuff. Stuff, people. <laughs> Aaron, mark that, please. I won't be involved in that. Exchange. So Karen was a guest on every moment of this episode except for 20 seconds. If you can just earmark that for us. She just left and stood outside. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, So a dollar to join, a dollar year in dues, which is way less than the Brotherhoods. And then he starts attacking the Brotherhoods. He blamed failed strikes on the BLF. And and remember, he's still writing for the magazine, but he's attacking them. Just not in the magazine. He does speeches. Right. The ARU was formed on June 21st, 1893, and Gene was elected president. And then Gene and the ARU directors go around the country recruiting. And they're adding about 200 to 400 people every day. Wow. In 1893, another depression hits, because in capitalism there's a depression or recession every 20 years. Took all the vacation, but keep going. Please don't lecture me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy what I want to buy at Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) Thank you. Quit attacking her for going to Bed Bath & Beyond, you monster. Sick of it. Just bring a coupon. (laughs) Factories closed, railroads went bankrupt. So people are like, okay. Oh, here we go. In March 1894, the ARU took on Union Pacific and won. Because, you know, the Depression's on. They're like, we got to cut your wages. So they take them on. They win. Yeah. Next, the Great Northerner Railroad cut wages. And it was owned by James Hill, known as Big Jim. 
Uh, Big Jim had once walked across Minnesota on snowshoes. <laughs> but it was summer, so it was not big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take that long either. It's pretty easy, actually. Why did snow next time, Big Jim? What do you think? I'm crazy? I'll die. He, you, you can tell he's the guy that was always just in a conversation. I walked across Minnesota on snowshoes. <laughs> yeah, we know Big Jim. He was also four foot eleven. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just a tiny man. <laughs> So Gene sent up an organizer, and Big Jim fired all union members, and a strike was called. This time, the engineers backed the unskilled workers. Okay. And they won. Hey. So what? what there seems to be some sort there of lesson. There is a thing, And yeah. I can't figure it out just yet. It is their new motto, mind their business. That's right. Mind Hello. their business. Mind your business. <laughs> Gene, quote, we have demonstrated that it is possible to conduct a strike of such magnitude without violence. Yeah. Unskilled workers, ignored by the Brotherhood, started signing up in massive numbers, now 2,000 a day. The union had 150,000 in the summer of 1894, and Gene is now the most powerful labor leader in the country. And then came the Pullman boycott, Hmm. or Pullman strike. Uh, Or the pullout. uh, The pullout. Uh, Gene did not. You, you, by the way, you said it in, an, in agreement it's, and then realized that it was what a bad I had thing done. to say. Yeah, yeah no, it was but bad. That's unused. Yeah, no, I did a bad thing. Also, you were in like a porn. Yeah, you do porn. So what stop acting yeah. like you're Oh, that's what's great. He's like, pull in, out. Yeah, disgusting. Only for an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> talk, to my, talk to my pastor. <laughs> yeah. Gene does not like George Pullman, the owner. Uh, years before, Gene had called him. Uh, the same as, quote, codfish, coal oil, and bucket shop snobs. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. I don't know what bucket shop snob is, but I love bucket that. Bucket shop snob? Bucket shop snob. Someone who turns their nose up at a bucket shop? Yeah, because back then, bucket shops were <clears throat> it was highly elite. Mm-hmm. They had... <laughs> Bucket Bath and Beyond was a Bucket Bath and Beyond was big. Uh, it was right there in the front room of most houses and most towns. <laughs> Jimmy, I remember when you wouldn't set foot in a bucket shop. What the hell happened to you? I realized we need buckets. It's a, a foolish policy. Why don't you wear diamonds all over your face? They're on my buckets. I don't have to. <laughs> the accents are all over the place Terrible. in this play. Horrendous. It's a melting pot. Yeah, true, I true, like true. that. It reflects the truth. It's America. a melting bucket, yeah. I call it. That's actually my bucket shop, the melting bucket. <laughs> oh, we take people from anywhere. We love them. This is a melting bucket. And in the back's the kitchen and where my family lives. Wait, Dave, sorry. Will you say the insult again, please? Uh, uh Yes. Uh, he called George Pullman the same as, quote, codfish, coal oil, and bucket shop snobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Yep, just just going to put that one in the file, just slam it, on someone yeah. that pisses me off online. Be Fuck off, codfish. You're codfish, you coal oil, you know better than a bucket shop snob. Uh. Tears, endless tears. <laughs> Uh, but George Pullman is beyond wealthy, right? He's one of those guys. Like, if you want, if, if you, yeah, if you held a strike against Amazon, he could hold out forever, right? Yes. Like, well, so. also, this is making me really rethink the game of Monopoly because the whole railroad thing isn't some cute aspect no. of it that's right. just no. interesting to buy up. They were like, I own you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were cool. Yeah. I'm winning. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, Monopoly was originally um, created by a socialist woman <gasps> as being against. 
capitalism. All of that bullshit. And then it was bought and turned into a capitalist game. It's actually (sighs) the perfect lesson of capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) This game's to teach equality. Well, we'll buy that and make it about the opposite. (laughs) And fuck you. And now it's boring. (laughs) So children have to play it for four hours and they hate it the whole time. Enjoy capitalism. Uh, so Gene doesn't think the union should take on Pullman, but the workers vote to boycott. Okay. So boycott means there's Pullman cars on trains. They're just gonna, not going to let the Pullman cars through, but everything else can go through. So okay. they would take it off the train and but set it aside. That feels like more than a boycott. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a weird... It's a removal. It's, yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? So... Gene goes up there to give support and guidance, and Chicago papers started calling Gene Dictator Debs. Here we go. Finally, the media's involved. Pick five. So this reporter who called him that was not affected by his beautiful complexion at all. No, wasn't thrown. Oh, my Lord. That's the cover of Harper's. Shit. So they're kind of going with the angle, (laughs) which they still do, of like, you know, he's manipulating these people for his own ego. Yeah, yeah, right. which is what they still, yeah, they all, that's exactly what they do yeah, now. They, like, this they, person is manipulating or, or all like these poor some, workers. Like they'll, or as someone who is maybe fighting for people who have way less than them, they'll be like, well, yeah, but they have, like, two big houses. And you'll be like, yeah. well, this person has made money. Yes, you're right, yeah. and the, but wants to give, and that's we should embrace that yeah. to some extent. Right. Yeah, so in this picture, he has, it's a cartoon. He has, like, a crown. He's sitting on a bridge. It and, looks like he's know, pooping in a city he made. He's shooting in a city, and he's <laughs> over the rail yard, whatever. It's just, you know, that's all it was. So... The ARU held a convention, and Gene spoke and said women were welcome and should get equal pay, which is fucking Fuck bananas. You, fucking bananas for this time. Okay. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Gene's lost his goddamn mind. Mind your business, Gene. Mind your business, Gene. He needs one of his two-week naps. <laughs> get the dynamite, boys. <laughs> this goes uh, no further. <laughs> dynamite dibs. And then the ARU debated letting black members into the union. Gene wants them in. It's both right, but it would also give them leverage against Pullman, right. who employed many, many black workers. Gene, quote, I am not here to advocate association with the Negro, but I am ready to stand by side by side with him to take his hand in mine and help him whenever it is in my power. Right. And they were like, what a terrible view you have. So I think he's playing. I mean, I could be wrong. I... He he was not as much about racism as equality. He was like, if we get equality, then racism goes away. But um, it's, I think he's playing the political thing here, where right. he's like talking to the people and at the same so time. So you going, don't love people who aren't white. He's like, sure, right, yep, sure. That's true. Well, and also that whole thing that was always mixed into it of like, in, it's interacting with, associating with, that whole kind yeah. of weird social thing, yeah. which yeah. is just gross and fucked up when it's yeah. said that plainly. Yeah. Totally. Um, so the delegates vote 112 to 110 for a white-only union. Wow. Two guys. The workers wanted to begin a boycott against Pullman. Gene didn't, even though he called Pullman, quote, greedy as a horse leech who had <laughs> a soul so small that a million of them could dance on the little end of a hornet's stinger. Wow. So he doesn't like him. No. He's still drinking. Sounds like <laughs> yeah, he's right. still deep in the booze. Right. So he thinks the union should wait, but they're just too pissed and being treated too poorly by Pullman, and they vote to boycott Pullman cars. So they're not going to move his sleeper cars on the tracks. Uh, Rich 
group Which of Which is bad for the people who re- got those tickets, obviously. They're like, sorry, we, uh, <laughs> we live here now? What's, uh, what's the plan exactly? We are ready to go to uh, well, Chattanooga. It's a sleep- our final destination was Chattanooga. It's a sleeper car, so you just go ahead and sleep in it. We slept last night. We're ready to go to our destination. Keep sleeping. My wife's quite ill. Please. We're well, headed to Chattanooga. How about a nap? Uh, we've slept quite enough. We are ready for some food of some sort, and my wife is ill. Have you put down the shades? Yes, the we've done everything. And we, when we opened the shades, this morning, we were quite upset to realize we again have not moved. We are no closer to Chattanooga. We are going to Chattanooga. Can I recommend a sleep? Stop suggesting (laughs) that we just stay in this car and sleep. We have... It's a sleeper car. God damn it. You are getting extra sleep. Originally, this route was. We are out of food in here. It was supposed to be two days. There's no toilet. It's now it's six days. Where are we supposed to go to the toilet? You're getting extra sleep. We would like to go to Chattanooga. That is where we're headed. So we're going to charge you more because of the charge us whatever to get us. We have to go to the toilet. My wife is sick from not going to the toilet. It's going to be very very slow. (laughs) We are out of food. We need water. We are dying. It's not moving. We. I. I am aware of that part. That's my complaint. You. Stop suggesting things. Irritable. I, of course I am. Have you considered a nap? We're dying. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll nap for a little while, okay. and then let's pick this up soon. We'll talk later. Yes, but yes. not too much later. Okay. We are dying. Well, sleep. It feels we like go that. to sleep, it's yes. Dying and sleeping are the same things, but I get your point. <sighs> Uh, so, uh, a rich group of railroad owners, managers formed called the GMA to take on the ARU. Okay. And the boycott begins, and based on what we've already covered on the dollop, I won't go deep into Pullman, but basically it got super violent, and Pullman was a total fucking piece of shit. Yes. There was direct collusion between the U.S. Attorney General and the railroads, if you can believe that. (laughs) Um, the big thing, the big thing is the mail has to go through. And there's a fight over mail cars. So by the owners try to make it seem like the workers are stopping the mail cars because they know that'll bring in the troops and the feds. Right. And uh, the workers are doing what they can to let the mail cars go through. So it's a whole, you know, it's a... It's a dance. It's a dance. At a GM meeting, one of them stood and said, quote, you can't handle that man, Debs. You You can't handle the ARU. We must crush him and the ARU. So a U.S. attorney uh, joined a GMA meeting and assured them the AG had the back of the railroads. And Debs and an ARU executive committee members manned a boycott headquarters around the clock. So they're, like, taking telegrams and sending out messages and saying, yeah, do this, do that. Um, They had hundreds of telegrams from unions. Uh, Pullman called the boycott, quote, pernicious, destructive to order and society, and in truth, Anarchistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While he sure. was swimming through gold coins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm tired of it. But it's uh, just so, I mean, obviously, so similar. The tactic is, I mean, again, I mean, really, you just, any minimal interruption, you inflate to be like, this is the problem. This is the person that's yeah. the problem. Whereas the long term effect, which is just going to be so much more corrosive and deadly. Yeah. Yeah. Gene was right about not allowing black members into the union. They started taking the jobs of the white boycotters. And the white boycotters are like, that's okay. We're not upset at them. <laughs> we, we don't blame every we shortcoming aired, of our own we onto aired early. the other. We made a mistake in this process. <laughs> and we recognize now that these, are, these chickens are coming home to roost. 
I gotta say, even though I've lost my job, I'm still racism one, unions two. You know what I mean? Like, I, have, I think racism is more important. That's yeah. big of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is the 1877 strike. They brought in Chinese workers. Like, guys, you already went through this. Right. Yes. There was a roadmap. Right. Right. Uh, so, uh, Gene also said the workers can't stoop to violence. So he's like, don't be violent. Don't fall into the game. Uh, the boycott starts gaining momentum. And the AG wrote a petition to get a court to issue an injunction against union actions. Okay. So he, and which is Legally, you have to be happy again. (laughs) (laughs) So. The AG had railroad lawyers write it, and then he sent it to two (laughs) pro- Is this a bill? It sounds like a bill. (laughs) He sent it to two pro-business judges who put the final touches on it. Great. And then they ruled on the injunction- what they, they decide? just helped to write. That's good. How did the, we're, well, Dave? Yeah, we're all did, in suspense. Please. Where did they find? You can believe think? this. They, they, yeah, they went with the injunction. Oh, oh I know. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Gosh. Weird. It's almost like everything's a scam. Almost. Yeah. 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 Gene and all area directors were now forbidden from quote ordering, directing, aiding, assisting, and abetting any act of furtherance of the boycott. So they can't, they can't even communicate with any members of the union. Right. Or each other. Right. That's harmful. <laughs> so they give zero fucks and they keep working. The Chicago Tribune, quote, Deb sneers at the injunction. The dictator profanely declares it is not worth anything. <laughs> the, dic- the dictator. Yeah. They, call right. him, yeah, the they guy, just call him the dictator. The guy, yeah, sure. right. Yeah. Who's ignoring the right. Gene called it absurd and said they couldn't get him into any, any legal traps. So the press starts attacking him nationwide. Good. They've always had our back. Yes. <laughs> the back of the people. Yes, yes, always. Truly. And he was declared a drunk. As far as the as drinking. As like literally everyone could have been back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Same that's here. Right. Um, he, you know, he, he probably had a drinking problem, but like we said, it's totally social. It's the fucking, yeah. it's the animal. Incredibly common. Right. Incredibly common. Right. But, but at the time, one would go. That's where you would talk to dudes in the pubs. That's the norm. <laughs> and he loves a good pub session. Sure. His, all his comrades across the U.S. knew he was a heavy drinker. He loved hanging out all night long with his fellow union men, talking shop. It's the best. Mm-hmm. And the owners knew this. So he'd have a hard time refuting being called a drunk. But I, I also, it's, it is, I mean, I'm sure it works and it's effective. But in this time, like, you would just think everyone who would read that would be like, all right, so he's like us. Okay. <laughs> you know, nobody would be like, oh, that's a red flag. He's me. Yeah. Well, uh, so headline, Philadelphia Times, July 10th, 1894, quote, Deb's sanity questioned. The strike leader wants an inmate of the Keeley Institute. Ah. So the Keeley Institute was based on the Keeley Gold Cure. And it was very, it was like peaking at this time. Is this like a road to wellness thing that I love <laughs> so it? yeah, much? Really? So oh. people turn would, of the century cures. Oh my god, are my fucking favorite. Eat two nuggets. <laughs> that better? You feel better? It's expensive, but uh, it works. Uh, give it a minute. So patients were injected with their patented medicine, which they said contained actual gold. Uh, and, the, and the idea that, I mean, uh, so much that's great about it. There's just, <laughs> when the time of the vaccine hesitancy. Yes. But, but to hear that and be like, no, that's a good thing. Yep. Gold yeah, is good to put Gold's in really, gold's the best. You don't want too much, otherwise prospectors will move into your veins. <laughs> you have vein prospectors, which is bad. 
This reminds me of when Goldschlager came out and we got super excited <laughs> oh, to, do, yeah. to do shots of Goldschlager where I, I would be so drunk and then be like, is this dangerous <laughs> anywhere? Should we be concerned? Uh, but then the regal vomit you would have later when you go, okay, it's so nice to finally see gold lumps in my bile. What is that, a, a Lisa Frank notebook? No, I just threw up in my car. Uh, some of my gold won't flush, but the puke's down. <laughs> So you would take injections, like a few a day, (laughs) until you're cured of your addiction. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. But But I do have a hankering for gold. (laughs) I mean, basically, I think they were, who knows what was in it, maybe morphine or something, but they were probably just injecting people until they got past their alcohol shakes or whatever was going to fucking happen. Yeah, they just got it out of the Oh, you're cured by the gold. Yeah, yeah. So... It was very popular at the time. It's possible Gene tried the Keeley cure, but papers have to be taken with a grain of salt, obviously, because it's the capitalist or attacking a, it. Or an injection of gold. Yes, <laughs> or an injection of gold. Anyway, Philadelphia Times, quote, a New York doctor who treated Debs says that a few years ago he was a complete dipsomania wreck and may <laughs> not now be responsible for his actions. Okay, so no so doctor-patient confidentiality no, back then? No, no, no. no. He was really ready to let it fly. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got picturing Trump's doctor, that guy who looked yes, like a character in the Val Kilmer the movie, The Saint. Yeah. Over. When they, they were like, they broke into my safe of lies. <laughs> they were like, are you a doctor? He's like, air quote doctor, yes, but not a doctor doctor. Uh, the doctor said Gene was, quote, a physical wreck and when under the influence of liquor, a victim of hallucinations. When I would get him drunk during our sessions, he would become <laughs> quite delusional. He'd see bears. He would see a lot of bears. It was a mainly uh, bear thing. He was uh, very... <laughs> Which obviously isn't true because he's, if he is an alcoholic, he's a very functional alcoholic, as yes. we've heard. Well, and even if he was, it's like, okay, yeah. so... He, he, I mean, he tried to quit drinking. If he's an alcoholic, he's a fucking great one. I yeah. mean, he's kicking ass. Yeah. So yes. uh, the doctor gives the paper a telegram that he says he just sent to Gene. Quote, as your friend and physician, I implore you to stop where you are. The condition of your nervous system and the great strain upon it makes you irresponsible for your own orders. A moment so dire that a telegram would do. (laughs) As your friend who's talking massive shit about you in the newspaper, I'd like you to... Also, if he sent the telegram, how does he have the telegram? Well, well, he still has a carbon copy, copy, I guess. Uh, yeah, carbon see, copy. Yeah. I, uh-huh. What did I, I say? I sketched out what I might have thought what here. What did the railroad <laughs> write down for me to say? <laughs> so the story runs everywhere. Uh-huh. The Lewisburg Chronicle. And the telegram seems so in earnest. Yes. Yeah. The Lewisburg Chronicle. Debs is a dipsomaniac. The semi-weekly New Era. Is Debs demented? The New York Sun. Is, Dave, is Debs sane or lunatic? Gene responded to the doctor, quote, whether you have maligned me for pay or for practice is not clear to me. In either case, you've shown yourself to be a combination sandbagger and blackmailer as destitute of conscience as a rattlesnake. You also have given yourself the distinction of being a heartless, vulgar falsifier. Much rather, I would prefer leprosy to your friendship. <laughs> P.S. I'm drunk. <laughs> P.S. Fuck you, codfish. I mean, he doesn't hold uh, back. That's great. No, that is great. That's <laughs> the perfect retort. He's yeah. the best. And all the papers are doing, or I mean, all the publications are doing, it's not all, but it is like, it's a lot. It's not all. Look, at the time, there's, there's pro-union papers. That's what I was going to say. But so there's the ones- mostly 
This is the robber baron era. So most of the media is owned by. So I mean, you it's trace the, the money. A, it is basically what it is today. It's so. the exact same thing now. Right, it's right. it's literally the same thing. This is the period when when Americans are most at each other's throat. Why? Right. Because, because the turn, rich guys owned all the media, and right. they they have people fighting all the time. Yeah. They basically like <clears throat> the railroad baron turns to his friend, the newspaper mogul in the club, and like yes. between cigars goes, can you do me a favor? Because yeah. we got to I mean, get rid of this How do we keep thing. this going? Yeah. How do, how do the, the Koch brothers get started? Their grandfather owned a newspaper in Texas and was pro-railroad, and that's how... Is they, that true? Yes. That's how he, they started their fortune. So cool. By a shithead writing... <laughs> it's the American dream. It's just like so cool. <laughs> to, just, to just starve people out of yeah. a, just a decent life. Yes. Yeah. Effective, so that you can have five boats. Effective lying oh. to have more money than you or any of your grandchildren will ever be it's able to It's pretty great, Senator awesome. Simina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, excuse yeah. me? Senator... Cinnamon, have cinnamon, some respect. Cinnamon, cinnamon. <laughs> Good lord, asshole. The New York Senator Time. Cinnamon was another mm. porn Dave was in. <laughs> <laughs> that one was great. It's a thinker. You have to focus. <laughs> that was Dave's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington <laughs> porn. I'm here to change the system. Uh, Is that right? Uh, nope. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a briefcase with documents, but they'll wait. <laughs> The New York Times reported that Reverend Dr. Wilson Leonard... During, what? Slow down, Reverend Dr. <laughs> Wilson. Uh, during a sermon, said Gene was a, quote, dangerous demagogue. He and the gov- and Governor Alt- Altgeld, who's the um, Illinois governor. Anything think sure. of the band Alt-J? Altgeld. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible name. It's cute. Should be in prison. He called Gene, quote, the son of a saloon keeper, a man reared and educated upon the proceeds of human ruin. This is the man who was able to bring death to hundreds, ruin to thousands. Another reverend told the reporter, quote, there is but one way to deal with these troubles now. Soldiers must shoot to kill. Jesus Christ. It's amazing how (laughs) to combat what they view as, like, they sound so elite when accusing someone of elitism. Yeah. Like, they just... Oh, but yeah, always. I mean, that's the conservative. Like way. he's a dad was a saloon owner. It's like okay, right. uh, I mean, it's same. They're also like they're the oppressors, but they're also the victims at the same time. Yeah. It's just the craziest fucking. Yeah, and shit. it works. It's always. just crazy. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> don't you get your reverend papers taken away if you're like kill everybody? It doesn't really sound. Well, that good. was the doctor speaking. That's <laughs> oh, he's a oh. reverend doctor, so that's the doctor part. Got I believe. it. A reverend doctor general. He's just a reverend. <laughs> Sergeant Doctor Reverend. (laughs) He's kind of an anti-Jesus Reverend. Yeah, I'm one of those ones. Doesn't really believe in those teachings as much. That's New Testament. Oh, Jesus was wrong a ton. So, so reports of mail cars being stopped come through, and the AG talks President Cleveland into sending troops. Gene, quote, the first shot fired by the regular soldiers at the mobs here will be a signal signal for civil war. It is corporation greed and avarice alone that have brought us to the verge of a revolution. So he knows retreating now would screw workers for mm-hmm. all time and says, quote, I would rather be dead. So he's like, this is it. We got to, you know, fight. Shit. Um, they try to get other unions to join. They're like, let's make this a big thing. Delegates from 100 Chicago train unions met, and Gene told them a general strike was the only way out of this. Most wanted to. Some didn't. They gave Pullman a deadline of July 11th to agree to arbitrate. And now the other big union is the AFL. And if they agree to join, it'll be fucking huge. Right. 
Gene and the head of the AFL, Samuel Gompers, who we have a picture of him, six, they're, not, they're not on the same page. Okay. Gene wants to create a cooperative society through revolution, oh, and boy. Gompers... It doesn't look like they'd be on the same page. <laughs> Gompers just wants to get higher pay through incrementalism. And a bigger tie. And a comb. And a bit of, what do yeah, they call hair, the thing? That hair is fucked What do you up. put through the thing on your head again? What's that called? Brillo pad. <laughs> Wait, can, sorry, will you tell me what the AFL stands for? American? Federation, uh, fuck, I, oh, God damn it. Of? Uh, labor. Leeches. Labor. God, Jesus Christ. Horse leeches. Mm, there's the horse um, leech union. <laughs> we demand bigger equines. All right, horse leeches. Easy. So, right, so they have different ideas, right? Gompers wants to keep the system the way it is, and he's like, no, we got to crush the system. So the New York Times called Gene, quote, an enemy of the human race. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, the way they step it up, right? A legal Martian, a human Martian man, not for Earth. He's a galactic bounty hunter. The Times called for him to be locked up and said, quote, no friends of the government of the United States are ever killed by its soldiers, only its enemies. Wait, what? Say it again. No friends of the government of the United States are ever killed by its soldiers, only its enemies. So basically, if an American soldier is forced to kill you because you're taking some kind of an action, That's, then you enemy. deserve it. <laughs> yeah, and you're you, the automatically I the answer. Mean, uh, the, New York criteria. I mean, yeah, the New York Times. I mean, yeah, the New York Times. Sincerely, but the New York Times. Legally speaking. I, I talked so much shit about the New York Times over the years that we did a show in New York, and the owner, the grandson of the owner was there, and he sent me an email. I deleted it, but it was basically, um, you know, the New York Times was owned by somebody else back then, and you talked too much shit about it, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just was just like, have you heard of the Iraq War, motherfucker? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? They like, were leading. We, the <laughs> the, the, they were leading the reporting that got us into that asshole. The New York Times has a terrible track record. I mean, aren't they the ones that published that Tom Cotton uh yeah. Opinion column? Yes. They're, they're, that was like, yeah. kill any... Well, there's yeah. also a headline from back in the day. Of the New- I mean, not this probably doesn't maybe play into what you're saying, but where it was like, the New York Times was just like, Hitler, not so bad. Right. Like, the, yeah. you know... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. they were full on with yeah, Hitler. Like, easy, yeah. easy with the panic over Hitler. And a Central Park Five. Yes. And that yeah. whole All insanity. That yeah. yeah, no, there's no absolutely no defending that paper. Um, on July... Well, I'd like to try <laughs> Um, because that crossword puzzle on Sunday, I swear so to God, good. I do it for like three weeks. Name a better one. If it takes going into Iraq to have that level of crossword puzzle, then lead on, Will Shorts. Go. <laughs> uh, so on July 7th, the first six pages of the Chicago Tribune were about the strike. There was one ad for Straw Hats, which noted it was prime Straw Hats season. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're all getting uh, up in arms over this. What a, is there a better time to get a two-for-one straw hat? <laughs> uh, if you're in a barbershop quartet, come don't to my, be distracted by this other stuff. Come to my living room, where in the front of it we are selling barbershop hats, and the, the back is produce. And then my wife and I live in the back. Uh, so the president declared strikers public enemies... On uh, July 6th. I don't think you're allowed to do that. And Aren't you a public? You're a paper. As someone who had to strike on the street for the writer's strike. While your uh, boss drove by you. In 2008, I got to say, 
not the not my favorite people I've ever met in the world that I had to strike with. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's a different topic. Sorry, I'm kind of I'm sidebarring. Uh, he and then the next day he ruled troops could shoot anyone hanging out in groups. What? <laughs> It's what? America. Just standing around? Yeah, if you're in a group, well, we it's martial probably, law. We probably shouldn't do this too much longer. <laughs> okay, see you guys later. Yeah, see you stand, later. A, stand across the street and talk to me. Just <laughs> yeah. stand across the street and talk to me. All right. <laughs> Sorry if you have a family of five. You're <laughs> fucked. Uh, yeah. Sorry, kids. Not today. That would be a group. Move away from mommy. Go away. Run. You're on your own. <laughs> Go near those dogs. I can't help it if you're twins. <laughs> Uh, so this meant they had to move up the general strike call, which they were trying to get for the 11th, but now they're like, let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. So the night before it was about to begin, marshals came in and arrested Gene at his hotel. Uh, right. For... Uh, Too much room service? Gene Debs, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Asking and they, for fries instead of <laughs> chips. Rude. And they arrested a bunch of ARU guys. Oh, picture seven. Um, so the, remember the injunction that was... I filed. do. So yep. the, the yes, people. I do too. Yeah. So these are the these are uh, Debs there on the right. So the, all these guys were arrested because they were in the headquarters uh, sending out telegrams and helping with the strike. Which one is Debs upright? Uh, lower right. Bottom lower right, right, farthest. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so he was charged with conspiracy to interfere with interstate commerce, obstructing mail, and hindering execution of the laws of the United States. They seized all records at area headquarters. The next day, a judge ruled that Gene's personal papers and mail had to be returned. Gene and 68 other people were indicted for conspiracy. At the White House, AG only and cabinet members smoked celebratory cigars oh uh-huh. with President Cleveland. Oh, my God. Grover Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> that one? That no, president? Frank. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Mr. Cleveland. Because I'm disappointed. Mr. Bodybuilding Cleveland. <laughs> uh. The best looking man in Cleveland. <laughs> Mr. Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland's hottest man. <laughs> Mr. Cleveland. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so what's with this Debs character? Don't you worry about that, sex bot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gene was bailed out, and uh, a young lawyer named Clarence Darrow was mm. hired as his attorney. Wow. Yes. The next day, 25,000 workers went on strike, but a bunch did not. Longshoremen, bakers, plumbers didn't, coal miners didn't, so commerce is barely affected in right. Chicago. It's not a general strike. And without the AFL, it's just not going to happen. Right. The Chicago musicians, the Chicago musicians union, summed up the mood: "Quote to strike now would be like standing on the shore watching a man drown and saying to him, never mind, another man is coming out there to drown with you.'" Sure, sure. Well, anything could be looked at that way. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of a dumb asshole. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, this is why we don't listen to drummers. <laughs> That's what I've been doing wrong. Uh, <laughs> Shit. That is so frustrating, though. I mean, uh, it, that is what is so fucking frustrating is just the, you know, the level of same paging that needs to happen. Yeah. And it's very precarious. The level of cowardice when it comes down to put your shit down yeah. and go stand yeah. shoulder to shoulder with people who are being exploited because you're next and it's the easiest thing in the world to go, no, I'm fucking not, or who cares? Yeah. And that's like 
there was there was truckers that came to strike with us yeah. at the uh, writers oh, yeah. on the writer strike, and I remember this one. People were just like, "It's so amazing, you came to walk with us." And he was like, "Well, just come when we go on strike." Right, right. And you watched people go like, "Huh?" <laughs> like, truly. I'll be writing then. I'll be writing. Seriously, uh, uh, I think I'll be, yeah, on, I'll be on a show, show at that so. point. Yeah. So. No, when when IATSE strikes, we go walk with them. Yes, yeah. for yeah. real. Yeah, you have to. That's have the to. fucking. That's the point. If people yeah, could yeah. just get it into their heads, it's like it would go fast <clears throat> and it would be powerful if it was all at once. Yeah. But people are so fucking self-centered yeah. and they're so also, they're so good at rationalizing their own personal like cowardice and greed. It mm-hmm. is the easiest thing in the world for people to do. Be like, yeah, but you know, we didn't get that much from the writer's <laughs> strike. It's like, right, but you don't know what we didn't get. Like right. you don't know how bad it could have been. Right. Well, and that's what it makes it so tough now because they, they, I mean, as we're learning, like they, they are so good at learning from these times. Yeah. And the way that they're like, the less you have, the harder it is for you to actually pull this shit off. Yeah. And you get people to the point where they have so little. And they don't want people to know strikes are powerful. Look, yeah. never ever forget that the NBA was about to go on strike. Oh, this story is fucking crazy. And Obama called them and talked them out of it. It's crazy. Never fucking forget. And that I, really was I, like, I never heard that before. That was, when that was happening, that was, I was like, this is going to be fucking crazy. Like, if the NBA, if LeBron James is like, we go on strike, the NBA goes on strike. It's a, it's that's a domino. Then it's yeah, just, that then, yes, it yes. is. And this and is Obama, right at the peak of of uh, BLM and all yeah. that. That I mean, it's fucking. And it was o- really Obama. I know Obama. Stop. I know. <laughs> yep. So uh, and you. So Gene went to the AFL convention and he spoke. But at this point, he knows it's fucked. So instead of a general strike, he asked Gompers to go to the GMA to propose a settlement. Okay. The ARU would agree to return at once in a body, provided they shall be restored to their former positions without prejudice. So he's accepting the fee. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, that's written in, and that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> when you go back to work after yeah. a strike, it's an ugly fucking yes. affair. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell is. you that. Yes, it is. Especially when you had the boss you had. <laughs> Gene was accepting defeat. <laughs> Let's say bosses. I cannot believe she kept her show after everything came out. Uh, Gene was accepting defeat. They couldn't beat the railroads if the federal government was on the railroad side and the AFL didn't join them. Gompert said he would go to the GMA meeting with the proposal if Gene came along, but he knows the GMA says they'll never meet with Gene, so it's a fucking bullshit offer. Gene said Gompers, quote, not only did no good, but did great harm. The whole capitalist press exulted over the decision of Mr. Gompert's and his colleagues. So the mayor brings the offer, and the GMA passes as expected, and the strike ends. Many workers lose their jobs. Some had to start at the bottom of the ranks if they did keep their jobs. Uh, Pullman gave some of their jobs back if they left the union. Uh, Many were blacklisted from any corporate job anywhere. Three quarters didn't get their jobs back. Jesus Christ. Again, if the unions don't work together, this is the fucking AFL thing. This is all the unions not fucking. Once the AFL wasn't in, it was fucked. Well, then here too. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's fucked for generations because then the word is that it doesn't work. You get fucked over, and they're fucking over the people who have the least, um, the least. 
way to sustain through not working. Yeah. Right. It's the people who need the most, who are sacrificing the most, who who end up getting hit the hardest. Yeah. And like you're saying, that ripple effect is just, I mean, impossible to overlook. Yeah. Then, for, yeah, for generations, you're like, yeah, but then that happens. They're it's like, all criminals. No, yeah. it was so close to the other fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Gene accused the Chicago Herald and the Interocean newspapers of misquoting him. We represent all of the oceans, <laughs> and uh, we write about it. And we're really we're a periodical mainly for mermaids, fish, and coral. That's our demo. Um, I'm a reporter for the Wide Sargasso Sea, and <laughs> yes. Um, Unbelievable work you people thank are doing. You. Uh, people, I'm sorry, guild. <laughs> You're in a guild, right? Uh, G-I-L-L-E-D. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Question from Lake Weekly. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not. We, we don't like you to ask questions a little later, but go ahead, Lake. I just have a question about all the algae that's been happening. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we're covering all that. That's uh, we, we, al- We're covering the algae like the algae's covering the lake. <laughs> I love water. We like to say we're on this story. You know, I you love just, water papers. All right. Relax over there, Lakes. That's why we kind of have been keeping this to bigger bodies of water. <laughs> they can handle you. it. Yeah. They've the been are, in the end zone before. It, I just like being with you guys. Okay, Lake. I'm in the big ocean league. So uh, he he says the Chicago Herald and Interocean papers misquoted him and then said the reporters later apologized and the papers lost their fucking shit. The Inter called it a, quote, false and malicious charge as and as wild as untrue. Is the dictator trying to lie out of his predicament? The paper that called Gene uh, a martyr fireman and the dictator and his union and outlaw labor organization said his actions were, quote, either shows Deb's lack of moral character or mental soundness. So these guys who had just been fucking attacking him and the workers saying they're illegal, blah, blah, blah. Now they're like, well, he has no moral character because he called us liars. Right. (laughs) For lying. It's just (laughs) such a baby fit. It's what you said before. Like they their actions all of a sudden don't exist. Yeah. Never. The Herald said, quote, the Herald does not often trouble its patrons with matters personal to itself. It's departing from this custom today. The paper called Gene. Bitch, I'm pissed. <laughs> this is a diary. Guess what? <laughs> Unbelievable. We're about to tell you. The paper called Gene a malicious creature. It's just on a level where even if you were reading it, wouldn't you be like, this seems like a, a little much. This is a little pissy. It feels like, yeah, it feels yeah. emotional. Oh, so pissy. So Gene's accusations were printed in the Tribune, which is much more even-handed. I mean, they called him the dictator, but they also weren't just anti-labor, right? right. So the Herald attacked the Tribune. Um, the Inner Ocean then... Oh, wait. Uh, okay, the Inner Ocean then reported that the person... First person to see Gene in prison was a French sculptor who took a plaster cast of his bust and head to make a bronze statue. So I don't even know if that's true. It what? just it just seems like such a fucking lie. That like can't they're trying. It can, cannot be true. But they, they're giving be. him like his Like they're like, oh yes, you can have your bust making <laughs> stuff in here in the joint for sure. So. It's that fucking doctor dressed up like a French sculptor. <laughs> yeah. He's got a weird fake little mustache on. It's me. Eh? Bonjour. Hello. <laughs> I like to do my art where I'm in prison. Uh huh. And by the way, I refuse to speak in French. So <laughs> let's start. Huh? Yeah, wait, go. Huh? Ready to get the busted, I call it. Yes, we're busted and we do it bust, huh? (laughs) They said after uh, the sculptor came, uh, Gene got mail uh, 
that was enough to, quote, keep the prisoners busy until Sunday dinner was served from a neighboring hotel. So they're just trying to fucking yeah. act like it's all awesome. And they're oh, in prison, he gets hotel food? He yes. gets hotel food, and he's, he's getting bronze. Uh, 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 yeah, bronze. He's being bronze for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Um, so this is what the Herald said about the <laughs> Times. I guess the Times was the pro uh, this is great, labor though. paper. Quote, the Chicago Times in, is an organ of anarchy today because it's stupid. This is in the Herald. This is great. Because it's stupid owners, having tried everything else and failed, yeah. are seemingly of opinion that the championship of arson, assassination, train wrecking, and rebellion can be made to pay. Uh, There's more. Okay. Their paper was a failure at two cents. It was a failure at one cent. <laughs> it's just such a little bitch session. Yeah, it's, it's like, great. I would now see. This is what I'd be buying papers. Oh, I'm yeah. getting both of them. Yeah, for real. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. do not buy that paper. She's a slut and always has been. Yeah. I mean, they're diss tracks. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's fucking... Uh, the Herald said they had refrained from reporting that Debs was a patient at the state's penitentiary for women. <clears throat> Wait. They're just fucking throwing shit out. He's everything. a girl. He went to a lady prison. He's a girl. He's a girl. I, I mean, honestly. Like, He's a girl with a pretty face. A lady prison. I love him. <laughs> he served time with ladies. So... Uh, I mean, they were literally throwing shit fits, these papers. Uh, Quote, the Herald cares nothing for Debs, who is an inflated upstart, for the ARU, which is an aggregation of outlaws and banditi, as well as uh, dupes and fools. Well, banditi is always fun. So they won. Right. And they're still fucking throwing shit fits. Right. But they demolished. What they're saying is, how dare you ever even raise the idea of not letting us have all the money? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Gene and the ARU leaders go to court, and uh, a hearing is scheduled. They refuse bail. Gene, quote, I would rather be a free man behind prison bars than a slave under the sunlight. Well, plus he's getting the busts made. And the hotel dinners. The delicious rolls. All the rolls he wants. <laughs> Uh, he told his mom and dad that he was going to uh, take prison before he went to court, and they wired back, quote, stand by your principles regardless of consequences. Easy for you to say, mom and dad. Stay in jail, boy. (laughs) By the way, we turned your room into a grocery store. (laughs) Uh, Jail was terrible. There were bed bugs and rats. Mm. Yeah, not really the bust and uh, Well, they must have loved the hotel dinners. (laughs) The rats. By the the time the hotel dinners got there, everyone's like, thank God you're here. It's been so jaily up until this point. Just put the roll on his face and butters it up. (laughs) So at the hearing, Gene said he was just a strike advisor, not not giving orders. And the prosecutor had telegrams that seemed like Gene was giving orders and telling workers to get guns, which uh, everyone's like, that's a lie. Like that. He just didn't do that because the whole time he was preaching nonviolence. Right. Uh, The trial was delayed when a prosecutor became ill. So Gene went back to Terre Haute and uh, was in bed for two weeks, exhausted. Wow. It's just his thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He'd stayed up for five years straight. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a bear schedule. (laughs) Um, So he went to testify in front of Grover Cleveland's strike commission on August 20th. And both he and Gompers blamed the courts for ending the strike. And they asked Gene what he would do to prevent future strikes. And he said, quote, I would propose this. The government ownership of railroads is decidedly better for the people than the railroad ownership of government. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. 
The chairman asked him if he was a socialist, and Gene said, quote, No, sir, I do not call myself a socialist. My idea is to secure harmonious relations. There must be kindness and mutual confidence as a basis. Uh, the commission's final report found... That quote, sounds a little shitty. <laughs> Where are the cigars in that? Yeah. Uh, the commission's final report found, quote, there is no evidence that the officers of the American Railroad Union at any time participated in or advised intimidation, violence, or destruction of property. Never once? Never once. That's what the commission says. Aw. Uh, so the ARU never regains its strength. It's 22000 in debt. Gene feels responsible, so he goes on a speaking tour, but it would take him 19 years to pay off that oh debt. Oh, my God. Railroad detectives now follow him wherever he goes. Railroad detectives? He would, well, Pinkertons, right? Yeah, yeah, right. He would meet union organizers in secret, but the next day they would get fired or be ordered to turn in their union cards. So he goes on trial on September 5th, 1894, and prosecutors had 9,000 telegrams. Uh, during the trial, Gene finally quit his job at BLF Magazine. Okay. So fine. after all this, he quits his job. <laughs> he gave up the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine still working. It was his passion. <laughs> it's a great publication. <laughs> I'm working for the Inner Ocean Ladder publication now. He wrote a letter that was read at the BLF convention that was happening during the trial. Quote, in submitting my resignation, I avail myself of the occasion of tendering to the delegates of the convention insurances that old-time associate, associations are not forgotten and of wishing each and all the largest measures of prosperity attainable under labor's unfortunate environments. And then the delegates attacked him. They called him disloyal and crept for hiring his siblings at the paper. And one produced articles calling him a drunk Uh, again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, yeah, it's the, the wrong time. And also he, he was like, I don't want the job. I don't want the job. I don't want the job. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they discussed refusing his resignation so they could fire him. What? And, and he's so, like, doesn't hurt. It sh- happens to me all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he hears about it from friends, and uh-huh. he goes down to the convention. And he has to speak, and they let him. Uh, some snippets. Quote, at that time, I concluded the Brotherhood was a failure as a protective organization, and I have not changed that opinion. He explained that railroad workers should be in one union and fight for each other, and the Brotherhood did absolutely nothing for them. Quote, I regard the average lodge meeting of, of a, the BLF a farce. What did they do? The lodge room should be a schoolroom. Basically, it's a fuck you. Here's what I did for you, ungrateful bastards. Mm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just fucking lets them have it, and then he's out. So the trial starts up again, and Gene's lawyer uh, doesn't prevent a defense because they don't want prosecutors to know what's going to happen what they're planning for the next trial, because the next trial has a bigger sentence if he gets convicted. Okay, so they're basically just like, uh, no further questions. Yeah. Um, he could get two years for the second one, and this one he gets found guilty and he gets six months. Okay. Second trial begins. Clarence Darrow introduces excerpts from the minutes of secret GMA meetings showing the managers plotted to reroute trains to upset the public. So they have... They've gotten the records of the meetings, uh-huh. and they know about the fucking mail shit. They know about it. Yeah. Uh, they said it was a conspiracy to destroy the ARU, which we know it was. The defense is winning, and then a juror gets sick. And Poison? the judge stops the trial. Too much gold. <laughs> judge stops the trial, and then the government dismisses the charges. Fuck. Because they had them. Like, they, it was clearly a conspiracy yeah. to... And then yeah. so it was like... <coughs> 
Jaronine's coughing. Oh, Jaronine's fallen. There's no trial. This is all over. It's over. Everyone is the equal. Uh, he drinks too much, legally. That's the end of it. Mind your business. Mind your business, everybody. Mind your business. So uh, they appealed the first uh, case, and the Supreme Court unanimously ruled against Gene. Gene said, quote, every federal judge is now made a czar. The Chicago Tribune wrote that the decision was, quote, a notice to all anarchists and other disturbers of the peace that the hands of the general government are not fettered. So Gene goes to jail. Now, it's a small jail, and it's attached to the back of a sheriff's house. What? I so don't know everything what's happening. Is like, we don't have separate buildings. Everything's a twofer. Separate buildings were invented in 1922. <laughs> what if the business, and hear me out, the business is not part of your home? Is that. Uh, that would drinking? make me uncomfortable. I've been drinking, and yeah, okay, just a pitch. No, How far would I have crazy. to walk? Okay, it sounds yeah. like. Okay, great, great. So, yeah, I agree. It's the great. only thing that should be a separate building is the bathroom. Right, yes. that makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And wooden. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Good talk. So inmate ate meals with the sheriff's family and played football in his backyard. What? Gene- it's more of a camp. <laughs> it's more of a camp. You get bracelets if you learn canoeing. Uh, Gene had so many visitors and so much mail that he hired a secretary while he was in jail. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, this is starting to play into what the papers do. He's got a secretary in jail. Do not hire that artist to make <laughs> oh. another bust, Oh, it please. turned out terrible. The bust artist. I got nervous. Huh? I didn't have everything I needed. It's, 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 I'm not even French. <laughs> it's old enough to do this accent. I'm focusing uh, on the accent. I can't do both. Much less the sculpted uh, thing I don't know how to do either. It's merely mache. Millie Mache? It's Millie Mache. Paper Mache. It's Millie Paper Mache. <laughs> because sometimes you slip into using French words? What's <laughs> that? Uh, Jean's house... Gene's house. Gene's wife rented a house nearby. Okay. Gene's house rented a house nearby. Gene's <laughs> house rented a wife nearby. <laughs> the house was so rich from groceries <laughs> that the house went into real estate. He would meet the reporters and have interviews in the sheriff's dining room. So it's not that bad. Great. Yeah, I'd go there. The leader of the socialist movement in Milwaukee came and gave Gene a copy of Karl Marx's Das Kapital. Read this, pal. And this was eye-opening. Oh, my Lord. Gene would later say, quote, Berger Berger delivered the first impassioned message of socialism I had ever heard the very first to set the wires humming in my system. Oh, my Lord. Mm. And that is the end of part one. Now his wires are humming? Now my wires are humming. Ooh, this is kind of exciting. <laughs> also, Ber- Berger uh, was the man's last name uh, yes. that delivered the- uh, well, he, I'm sorry, he, I'm picturing Mayor McCheese. Is I mean, that a, wrong? wouldn't it be great if a big burger with eyes gave him yeah. Das Kapital? You've got to read this, Tabs. <laughs> this is nuts. You're not going to believe it. It's made us hamburgers and cheeseburgers come together as one union. The BU. <laughs> um, uh, sources, Nick Salvatore, Eugene V. Deb, Citizen Socialist, uh, Jack Kelly, The Edge of Anarchy, The Railroad Barons, The Gilded Age, uh, The Greatest Labor Uprising in America, 
uh, Ray Ginger, The Bending Cross, a biography of Eugene Debs, uh, and then there's a ton of like newspapers, um, a ton of newspapers. Uh, so the list will be on the sources page, but I, it would go on forever if I kept. Most it. importantly, the New York Times, the yes. New York Teams. All right, stick around for part two when he is when his wires are hung. a full-on socialist. Oh boy. <laughs> Am I in part two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Do you want, I mean, you, can you be? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Please.